With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying. Well, come on along and welcome aboard Indiana Sports Beat coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Coyle here with you here, as always, brought to you by thehoosier.com. Go to uh, Rivals, thehoosier.com, complete coverage of uh, the Indiana Hoosiers. Jimmy's at the uh, wheel keeping us on track. Todd, how was your weekend? It was great. It was perfect weather weekend. Everything was awesome. It was. Nick Elam's going to join us today as uh, college, or not college basketball, but basketball is, is coming back. The return of the, the the basketball tournament. Looking forward to that, Todd. That's always just an entertaining, fun thing to watch. You know, it is. And and uh, would have never told you a couple of years ago that they could put something like that on at that time of year and and have it be, you know, as entertaining as it is. But I think they just did a great job in in embracing some you know, some little bit different rules, although keeping it pretty much the same, but the Elam ending and all of that has just made it, uh, you know, kind of exciting. And, and it it's time pretty perfectly right now for coming back that July 4th weekend and, and you know, there not being anything else on prior to that. So I, I think their, their viewership is going to be pretty big this year. Well, you're not lying. That uh, that's just something that uh, they can't. People won't be able to wait to get back because we're probably not going to have baseball. But uh, but it's fun anyway. And uh, so Nick Elam Nick Elam is going to join us today on the program. Looking forward to talking to him and to that as well. I saw that the uh, Indiana did not take long in uh, getting the signage up for the Bill Garrett Fieldhouse. It looks amazing. I don't know if you saw it on uh, social media or not, but the signs up uh, a hyper building the. Uh, uh, I forget what the old name was. I always call it the hyper, uh, but uh, it's now the Bill Garrett Fieldhouse, and it looks great. Yeah, and, and and what a cool thing, and to rename that, and you know, I I saw a lot of people say it, and I mean, I I know you and I are from the generation, and I think Jimmy probably as a student at IU is the same way, and in that it's always just going to be the hyper to us. I mean, I would have almost wished they would have named a different building after him because it's going to be hard to not call it the hyper building. It's well, it's because it's so easy for one. It's just yeah. and 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 if college students do nothing else if they try to shorten everything. Everything has a is chopped down to uh, to to little bitty initials or whatever because it's just easiest and it's cooler than I guess. But yeah, it's everything's hyper hyper hyper. Uh, and and it's you know it's like do you call Assembly Hall Simon Scott Assembly Hall or do you call it Assembly Hall? I mean, I know I when we try do to radios, only because we, yes. When we do radio stuff, we try to use the full name. But if I was just saying, hey, meet me over at, I would say meet me over at Assembly Hall. Just this, this way we, yeah, it's the way we were kind of brought up with it. So, you know, it's it's a cool deal. I, I'm glad that they're doing something with it. Uh, I hope we figure out a way to call it 
the Garrett Dome or something something interesting to, so yes. that we'll, we'll we'll actually change what we call it. Bill's house. Yeah, yeah good one. Anything? No, because <laughs> yeah. then then I'll think of Bill Walton. So no, it's got to be Garrett. Yeah, there will be nothing named for Bill Walton uh, uh, on campus. But there is a battle I, I saw, and this may be just a single person, um, and, and I thought that the, the complaint was ridiculous. But um, they were praising the renaming of the Bill Garrett Fieldhouse while saying that uh, something like the Simon Scott Assembly Hall is is ridiculous, that, that, it's only up to, that these names should be for merit only. And I'm like, yeah, well, if we lived in a perfect world, that would be great but they gave $40 million to renovate that thing. So they're going to put their name on it. It's not going to be uh, the Bob Knight assembly hall. It's not going to be the uh, Brant's McCracken assembly hall or anything else. Um, but was I, the argument because it was on a college campus. So, I mean, are they saying I like think probably so probably, probably is like, you know, I'd say, yeah, university since a university uh, they were complaining and, and I'm sure that there's maybe some truth to that, but you don't, you don't, you're not going to turn $40 million down, man. <laughs> Look, if, if that's all you've got to worry about in a day, then that that's an issue that, that we'll talk about, <laughs> but come on, man, <laughs> that can't possibly be that big of an issue that somebody's that upset about it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's funny. Funny of the things that people find to complain about. Uh, let's see. PGA returned. We better save that, man. You'll get going on that one. Stop. NASCAR. Say, how much time night. you got? Let me talk NASCAR first because he won't <laughs> add anything to this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Denny Hamlin won last night. They were in Miami. Uh, it was kind of fun watching that race, but uh, they had a big, long weather delay before they got going. So that was late, which forced me to wait and on watching the um, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa deal. Did you watch that? Not a, not a single pitch. None. Zero. It's, it's a 30 for 30. We got to get you involved in the rest of the sports. 30 for 30 on those two guys last night. That Do you remember the, the home run derby between them back in the 90s when they're battling and it ends up because of they were both taking steroids? Oh, you mean the steroid battle? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I very, very closely remember the steroid battle. But it's a very interesting thing because uh, it just kind of – are they as are they as upfront and honest as Lance Armstrong was? I'll be honest with you. I've got to go back and watch it again. I tried to watch it three times. It was like at one in the morning. I kept falling asleep. So oh, gotcha. I've got to go back and rewatch it. I, I'm very interested to see that because they have so far. I've I know they have Tony LaRusso on. They, they have all of them. Sammy Sosa. Um, Sammy's got the Sammy Davis Jr. look going too. Man, he's got his hair slicked. But um, the, the Mark McGuire, they're they're all on there. So I'm like, okay. Are they going to – surely they're going to – they have to ask the question. This guy, there's no way you don't. So, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm like, dang on it. I got to – so I got to go back and watch it again. Well, if the 30 for 30, if the topic of conversation is not, you know, whether they were juiced or not, then then it's a worthless Well, I'm, of, I, there's no way that they're not. There's no way that they're not. They have to address it. There's just that's no way. That's one of the things I thought was good about the Lance Armstrong. Now, he came out of it. I, I think he's a jerk. But I truly respect his honesty, and I respect the fact that he was willing to talk about, you know, all of the, you know, how much, how much it was used within the whole, you know, biking community and all of that. But, but I mean, if they're going to try to come out in this thing and say, well, I doubt, I'm not suggesting that at all because there's no way that they don't. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm so, sure. So I, 
I can transition this right into the golf talk because it's really interesting. I said this a long time ago, and if you go back and look at pictures of even Mark McGuire, but he was kind of a bigger guy to start, but but not near as big as he got. Not a but whole Barry Bonds, hitter from the beginning. Barry Bonds especially. I mean, he he his body transformation was incredible. So he either had just an unbelievable workout routine or obviously he was juicing on steroids. And and in golf I, this this is a an interesting transition right now because you had two things over the weekend if you're familiar with Bryson DeChambeau he has put on 40 pounds in the last five months through what they claim is all nutrition and workouts three workouts a day and all of this and to see the transformation of his body one year ago to right now I remember saying about Barry Bonds, there's no way without steroids his body went from one to the other in that period of time. And I would have said the same thing about Bryson DeChambeau. If you go look at a picture of him right now versus what he was one year ago, there's no way you would think he put on that much muscle and that much size without some type of performance-enhancing drug. But they, he's been tested, and they there is none. They're, they're, in his system, there is none. So it's just... I, I'm eating some words on that one, but it's you go look at that right now, and it's crazy to see the difference in him. Yeah, I have not seen that, uh, but I know that the PGA tests, like every other sports organization. Right. So, uh, yeah. And at first, I thought it was kind of funny when I when I learned that a long time ago. I'm like, going, they tell like who the hell's taking steroids on the PGA tour? Forty pounds. Imagine putting on purposefully forty pounds. I mean, I I could do it through McDonald's, but. Well, I did I mean, it. I know I did it. He I put it on muscle-wise so in, in a really short period of time. And it was it was really interesting, at, you know, to someone who enjoys golf. But but in general, it was really interesting because they had two different guys on this weekend. One was Bryson DeChambeau, who they talked about how much farther he's hitting the ball because he added 40 pounds. And then they had another guy named Gary Woodland, who won the U.S. Open last year, that his whole thing during the, the quarantine was he lost – 22 pounds and so he was trying to put himself in better shape and, and he wasn't fat to start with so he put himself in a position to where he was more flexible and that and that's his version of how to hit the ball farther and then you had Bryson DeChambeau who added 40 pounds it's just it, it was really interesting to hear the different philosophies they had going yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little more about golf later because we're not gonna have time in this segment to finish it but uh, it did return Yesterday, uh, let's see who who ended up winning that burger. Daniel Berger won the playoff. I did not watch hardly any of that. I was out playing myself, as a matter of fact. But uh, what, what how, good golf? It was great. You know, it was you know it was a fun course for them to come back on because it's a tournament where they they play there every year. So if you watch it a lot, watch golf a lot, you you know the holes and you know what to expect and what the holes are birdieable and stuff like that. So it was fun to watch these guys get back into it. Tiger didn't play. Brooks Kepka didn't play. Um, you know, the couple of the big guys didn't play, but for the most part, everyone else did. And it was a great leaderboard and came right down to the end, went into a playoff. And uh, Colin Marakawa missed a real short putt in the playoffs. So that was kind of heartbreaking. Um, but but it was it was a good competitive tournament for sure. Well, you remember the what, what's the the cars that the, 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 like the Pinewood Derby when you were in Boy Scouts, but the the big ones for people soapbox derby. Oh, yes, uh, soapbox derby. Yes, yes soapbox yes, yes. derby. Yeah. Best thing I saw this weekend. I woke up. My TV was on all night, unfortunately, uh, which means I got no sleep. But I woke up to the to the soapbox derby from England, no less. How about that? They have for a us. soapbox derby in England. 
Apparently so. Allegedly so. I thought that, that was, was a Boy Scout forces. thing. I thought that was a United States Boy Scout thing. This was, yeah, but these were, they were in them driving these things. Um, hmm. They just go downhill. It was awesome. They they were all fixed up different ways. They had. So it's like a bobsled just on wheels, right? Yes. But, and they had, it's, the course is not easy. They have, there's big steps they would go off of. There was a water thing they'd have to go off of. And these things would just get torn up. This one, I thought, there were some good wrecks. I'm like, oh my God. Um, but it was funny, the trouble that they, they were just these English goofs just being funny, but it was kind of, it was kind of funny, entertaining. I'll have to check that out. It, it's actually sounds entertaining to be honest with you. Yeah, well, it was just kind of different. It was, it was, they were just all having fun and uh, enjoying it. So what the channel is that on ESPN? That was Some on ESPN, ESPN, man. That was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason, I noticed Mason Miller on, uh, rivals and, uh, servals, the, uh, 75% crystal ball pointing towards Indiana right now. That's gonna really? be a lot of Hoosier fans. I, I just I, I felt the same way once his dad left Memphis. I'm like, I, you know, I just I got a feeling that Indiana's in a lot better shape here. I, I just for some reason I haven't well, had that feeling about anybody with Archie and, and an out of state kid. And for some Alec reason, Lastly gave us a good insight on on the whole Tom Ostrom from the University of Florida with his dad right. Mike Miller. Um, that was an angle I really hadn't gone that far back and thought through, but that's a that's a great tie to have because anyone that's uh, had contact with Tom Ostrom in the past um, always has great things to say. So, you know, he's he's uh, he's a big part of Archie's successful recruiting uh, streak that they're on, and and I know that's a that's a pretty nice deal to have that going for you. Heck yeah, man. Any relationship's great. Uh, that's what you use those things for to a better. But I, I've just had that good feeling ever since his dad left. I'm like, ah, that's just set him up in a better shape. And I, I think, I don't know. I know nothing. I'm not in that situation with them. So I uh, could be totally wrong. But I, I'm beginning to wonder that if it was already known that he was not going to come to Memphis. Man, I know where he was going to go, but they knew. And that would not be a good look. I don't know if he didn't go to Memphis with his dad on the staff. It's just it. it's very difficult to think about. Um, you know, I mean, th- th- when you walk into the room, like there's an elephant in the room all the time. I mean, you that'd be tough to be a coach somewhere and have your kid be that good and that highly recruited and not come and play for. I mean, how do you explain that to other kids? Yeah, it's just I, I, uh, it's just almost impossible. So I, I that, that tells me he was not going to Memphis, uh, which again. Uh, it gives Indiana a little bit better, better leg up, I think. But uh, we'll see. Hey, we got uh, a great program up today. Nick Elam, he's going to join us. The Elam ending from uh, the TBT. The TBT returns in a few weeks. But uh, we'll get Nick up here up next. Looking forward to that. Later on, we're going to talk about IU football is returning. But not only that, every Big Ten school, football school, has double-digit starters returning. That is freaking crazy. Every Big Ten school, football, has double-digit starters returning. Yeah, that is that's, that's crazy. Gonna be, that's gonna when you think about that, that's crazy. <laughs> that's going to be talent. Hey, we got Nick Elam come uh, joining us coming up there. Make sure you, uh, if you're looking for something to do for Father's Day, we got you covered down at uh, the. I'm going to take him to the Donald Ross course at French Lick. I can get that done for you. Dad plays for just one buck. Major dad points this Father's Day by treating him to a round on the Donald Ross course at French Lick. Dad plays for just a buck with a, pull, a full paid round. On Sunday, June 21st, hurry, tea times will last. Give him a call, 812-936-5523. Give him a call today, 812-936-5523.
We're back with Nick Elam right after this on Indiana Sports Beat coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Rain Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the Golf Club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. This is former Indiana basketball player Brian Evans, and you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Jim Coyle. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat. Coming to you from the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios here on this Monday. Uh, could not be happier to have Nick Elam joining us. Nick's been on with us before. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Great to be with you. 
Man, it, uh, the, the TBT's coming back in a couple of weeks, and it's got to make everybody exciting. Uh, excited to have some live sports, but basketball, but most of all because this thing is just fun to watch, and I think that's why it has continued to, to grow and prosper, and the, the Elam ending is a big part of that, but it's just a, it's a good, fun tournament. It's a lot of fun, and that's what was so thrilling for me that they were the first ones to give the Elam ending a chance back in 2017 because uh, TBT was an event that I was already familiar with. I already watched uh, avidly every summer, and for them to be the ones to embrace it, uh, that was really exciting to me. So it's a fun event, and 2020, the 2020 edition will be unlike any other for sure. Now, do you have any involvement with the actual tournament? So I do stay in touch with the organizers. Uh, we're in contact every few weeks about this or that. So, I mean, in that way, yes, we, we stay uh, in communication over, throughout the year and throughout the offseason uh, to get ready for the summer event. Will you, be, will you be on site for the when they start July 4th in Columbus? Will you be on site for that? Doubtful. And, and that's tough because uh, in the years past, I've, I've traveled far and wide uh, to go to as many games in person as I can. But uh, I think in 2020, that, that, that won't be realistic. Yeah, the COVID-19 has just put a, a kibosh on a lot of things. But it is, it's going to be in Columbus there, at least, so it's close by. It is close by, uh, and I, I know Columbus will do a great job with it, and, um, and it'll be exciting to see who comes out on top because when they, you know, they whittled the field down to just 24 teams, and so really you're dealing with the cream of the crop there. So uh, it should be a great event this year. Now, does that not give the Ohio State alums a big advantage? Because I think they, they did pretty well in that tournament. They have an advantage because they've got a great team. Uh, their, their talent is enough of an advantage as it is. So, I mean, normally you would think, well, they're, they're in Columbus. That'll be an advantage because their fans are so passionate. But uh, they won't have the fan support because uh, there, there won't be anybody in attendance. So, you know, I, I'm not sure uh, you know, how much the, the home court advantage will, will come into effect with nobody in attendance. I know last time I know last time that we had talked was kind of right after the the NBA All-Star game when it was so successful with your your ending and the, the you know the addition of that have you had an, and we talked at that point about you know what the future might be I think it was just endless opportunities as to what where this might go what's transformed or transpired has anything happened that might make this ending uh, or or change the ending in a positive way Yeah so that that's what's great is that now that the format's been implemented. Now we get to really scrutinize it and try to figure out, okay, how do we make the, the format even better? And I've always said, I think that I'm really the toughest critic of the Elam ending because I really try to look at it inside and out and try to figure out, because uh, I want it to be as good as it can possibly be. So for 2020 at TBT, uh, one uh, change, one small modification is going to be how they handle fouls on the floor during the final stretch of the game instead of, uh, getting two shots, you're only going to get one free throw, but you're going to get to keep possession if there's a foul on the floor. Now, what this will do, this is going to address a very specific scenario, a sudden death scenario at the end of the game where uh, if a team was trying to shoot a three-pointer to win the game and their opponent was just one or two points from that target score, sometimes you would see a team foul to prevent that game-winning three-pointer. Uh, but with this new rule, there's no reason to foul because – they're just going to get one shot in possession. So there's no advantage to fouling there. We're going to see that situation play out more fluidly. 
and we're going to get these these heart stopping uh, scenarios where you've got a shot in the air that could potentially win the game. Everybody holds their breath to see if it wins the game, and I think that'll make uh, you know a great format even better. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. What is your? Do you have a dream of where you would like to see this? How far you'd like to see this? Other organizations that you'd like to see this? A, a, you know, a, a permanent part of? Absolutely, and, and uh, I mean, dream is the word because this is this is a dream for me to see this concept continue to grow, and ultimately, I want to see it implemented at the highest levels of play of the NBA, the WNBA, uh, the NCAA Division One, or, or the Olympics. And, you know, I don't think overnight it's going to be implemented across the board at those highest levels, but I think the format is going to continue to grow at different levels in the meantime, and that's what's exciting. And so uh, I, I feel like every league or the or event should have the opportunity to announce that implementation uh, on their own terms. But what I will say is that here in the coming weeks, uh, we're going to get an exciting announcement about another uh, league or event that is implementing the format. Well, I hope you come back on and announce it on with us, man. <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's AAU. I know this is the wrong year for that to be the case because it's it's just so weird with all the tournaments being postponed. But I hope eventually all AAU tournaments and summer programs implement that ending because not just not just what you just talked about with the fouling at the end and that it'll also eliminate, in my opinion, I think it'll eliminate a lot of the hack a shack type things where you know where they're fouling a particular kid because because he can't make free throws and and it'll just make for so much more exciting endings and and uh but i hope aau is the is the first one that takes that thing down i agree with you totally and uh aau has dipped their toes in the water i know there's one uh, event in michigan called the up north challenge last year they implemented the format uh successfully and i i could see that growing in AAU, and and that might be again, like you said, uh, you know, of all of all the different settings for it, I think it's really conducive to something like AAU, because in, in those AAU tournaments, a lot of times you have multiple games scheduled back to back to back in the same venue. And one thing that the EO menu does is it helps to keep events like that on track, where you don't get backed up, uh, you don't have these like thirty minute delays, hour long delays. Where uh, you know you get, where it throws the whole schedule out of whack. So for something like AAU, uh, I think it's ideal. Absolutely. The, yeah, you you are preaching to the choir. Anyone who's had a kid play in an AAU basketball tournament and baseball, even for that matter, knows you show up to a for a game time and it's it's two hours later, and and that's not even unusual. So, yeah, I I, I think it, the fairness with it, everything, every aspect of AAU should should take this this ending and implement it because uh it's it, it's something that'll just make so many different aspects of the tournaments go go smoother yes yeah, i think could be the, the the one the announcement he's talking about nick's talking about g league <laughs> it would work out perfect well all-star game worked out they put it they G League, yeah. I see. I'm guessing here, Nick. Uh, my I, said it, I said it last time, but we, we could be the spokespeople for for uh, the Elam ending. That's for sure. We love it. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely fun. But I can see the G League. That would make uh, make their games a little better. Give them, something, give them something different. The G League needs something to add to it. So there you go, maybe. He's I'm not drinking. <laughs> He's not giving it up. Hey, Nick, are you still with us? Your events, and so it definitely gets my vote. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And we'll certainly look forward to getting you back on here in a few weeks once the TBT gets going. And, of course, whenever that announcement is made, we'll talk about that, too. Looking forward to that. But uh, what else? How, how can you benefit from this? Because everybody just takes it and uses it. How? Because I, I, I know you'd love to stay involved because it's your ideal, your baby. And uh, But, man, uh, how we got to get, get Nick involved in this? Hey, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's something that I keep in mind for sure. And so, yeah, if there's any uh, anybody out there, a representative out there who can advocate for me, that'd be great. And, and no, I, I think ultimately it will have that indirect benefit for me and uh, being attached with this idea. I think that uh, whether it's in the sports realm or even the, the business realm or education realm, people will say, hey, you know, this Elon guy's got some pretty good ideas. Uh, let's bring him on board as a consultant, whatever it might be. Uh, or public speaking opportunity, some sort of a, again, consulting or job opportunity. You never, you never know, maybe even an endorsement opportunity. But uh, I, I do think that there's going to be uh, some, some indirect benefit for sure for all this hard work that I put in. Well, let's cer- certainly hope so. We're, we'll be your uh, spokespeople, man. We'll, no we'll, doubt. We'll bang the drum. We, we, I'm on board for sure. We're big fans, big fans. Well, Nick, I can't thank you enough, man, for joining us, taking the time, uh, and looking forward to the TBT getting started and whatever else is about to come out, this big announcement. Uh, we'll talk about that when you come back on next time as too. Very good. I appreciate it. You betcha. Nick Elam joining us here. You know him from the Elam ending, and uh, you'll be seeing it soon. There's the TBT getting underway July 4th coming up soon. So uh, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing what that announcement is. I'm betting G League, man. It makes but sense. But is the G League? Is the but he said it's going to be announced soon. Is the G League going to be playing anytime soon? No, not I don't think that happens. But they may announce it soon. Is there anything else that's going to be playing soon other than they're not AAU? AAU. That's what I thought it was going to be. What about the return of the NBA? They wouldn't do that. Boy, no. if they did, can you imagine? They, oh my God! There's, there's no way. There's no well, way. There's major no, league. Here's the thing, though. There's no better time that they could do it. Because everything is just out of whack right now. Everything is weird. And so with this, you know, abbreviated end of the regular season slash abbreviated playoffs, it couldn't be a better time to try something like that out. Now, that being said, I still think it's probably a stretch for them to go out on a limb that much. And although they threw it in the the All-Star, the All-Star game is just, you know, it's an anomaly. Like, it's not really that big a deal. It became a big deal simply because of the ending. And and no one could talk any more highly about how that thing ended than than uh, you know NBA fans. So it wouldn't totally shock me. Although I just don't know that they have that kind of foresight to to try that out. Yeah, I'm just sitting there trying to rack my brain on who else it could be. Um, and I, I can't. I, I mean, because I'm trying thing, to think Jim. of who's actually going to be playing now. <laughs> right, right. I know. I mean, that's I what I'm trying to think of. I guess the announcement doesn't have to mean it's right. going to be. At, you, you might be right. It might be the G League, and it might be for next season. So, just I, I guess I was thinking the announcement would mean it's getting ready to happen right away. Um, you know, that's our immediate gratification need that we want there, but. Um, you know, it, it, it's just very difficult. You know, it's like, it's like changes in golf rules that have been around for a hundred years and, and you, you know, a rule changes and you're like, yeah, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, things need to adapt and evolve and change. And because we're such, you know, I, I would say we're basketball purists because we, you know, we loved it since we were little kids and we just know the way the rules were supposed to be and have always been. 
and so the change to us is a little bit, I don't want to say goofy because I really like it, but I also don't know that I'd be willing to accept and adapt it, you know, in college. But they said right now they're going to put it in college basketball next year. I think 70% of me would be excited about it and 30% would be apprehensive because I'm just not sure I want what I know, what I know is a fact to change. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I got a little uh, Sheldon Cooper in me. <laughs> just not willing to accept the change. I hear that. Uh, Tebow hit the text line up. Morning, guys. Had a great time in Olin. What's the chance we get Braden Smith? Seems similar to Jordan Hall's. Um, yeah, I'm not sure on that one yet. He's too early for me to talk about. I don't know enough on, uh, on him. But uh, Josh in Jeffersonville says Coach Miller. Could Coach Miller bring in both Trey Kopp and, and Mason Miller in the same class? I think he will bring both of them in the same class. Uh, with the news of Mason trending more towards IU, does that put a little pressure on Coffin to speed things up a bit? I don't think so. I don't think that uh, he cares about anybody else. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I meant I don't think sure. he cares what anybody else is doing. He know, He's got his focus on – I think he knows exactly what he's going to do, where he's going – he he probably knows where he's going to go. Most kids kind of have an idea, I would think. He's got. I mean, he's probably got it narrowed down and has one that's probably above the others. But but you know, here's a you know here's a recruiting mindset thing to to for for just the average fan like us to keep in mind is, you know, it would make a big difference. Like like let's just say for example, right now, if Trey if Trey Kaufman was a point guard, you know, and and he was a six foot two point guard. I mean, he may look at Indiana and say, boy, they are stacked for at least another two years in that position. Um, you know, I, that, may, that may factor against him. The position that he plays, they're not stacked in that position. And, and they're not they're even going need. to be – Even if Mason Miller commits there, they're still not stacked in that position to where they – right now, we're, I'm, I'm seriously thinking there's going to be um, three guys on the floor that are under six – or six foot five and under – for Indiana for a good portion of the games and, and, and throughout the, the, you know, the meat and potato of, of big time, big 10 games. And that very easily can change. If you can bring in a Mason Miller and a Trey Kaufman, that could go the opposite. And you could have, you know, three guys on the floor for the majority of the game that are six foot seven or bigger. And so it, it just, it can change the way the team is built and made up, but I don't think Mason Miller committing or Trey Kaufman committing, should have that big of an impact or effect on whether the other commits or comes. I agree with you. Hit, get your text in. We're going to talk more about uh, some basketball recruiting and a little football when we come back. Well, Ohio State players got to sign a. Uh, they have to sign a waiver to come back the, for the voluntary workouts. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat on uh, from the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios. If you're looking for something for Father's Day, got you covered. Uh, you can man. You can make his dreams. If he hasn't played the French Lick course, you got a shot to play the Donald Ross course for just a dollar. That's right. Score major dad points for Father's Day by treating him to a round on the Donald Ross course of French Lake. Dad plays for just a buck with a full paid round on Sunday, June 21st. Hurry, tea times won't last. Give him a call, 812-936-5523. That's 812-936-5523. We're back with more Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. 
Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Hey, this is Jordan Halls, former Indiana Hoosier. Keep up with Indiana Sports on Indiana Sports Beat. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat. Coil here coming to you from the Golf Club League of Point Studios here on this Monday. It's June 15th. Man, we're halfway through June, almost halfway through summer or through the year crazy that's i'm sure a lot of summer hadn't even started yet we're not halfway through summer halfway through the year yeah i'm (laughs) halfway through the year year. yeah i'm sure most people cannot wait till we get the other half through this year it's uh yep it's been a weird one uh we were before we left we were talking about josh at texas in asking if if i thought that archie could land both kaufman and mason miller i think he will i really do I, i think that um the 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 crystal balls 
pointing towards Indiana for, for Mason Miller. I kind of thought that way myself. I have that. That's my feeling. But again, that doesn't mean Jack. We've seen guys you think are going someplace. They go other wells. But um, I Kaufman, I think they're complimenting each other. I think that Mason Miller's more of an inside out guy. Kaufman's more of an outside in guy. Um, well, here's here's a big factor that I see with that, and this is just truly not knowing them personally or knowing the situation. But but if if his father Mike Miller left Memphis and was an assistant coach, and he left Memphis, what we what I don't know is will he go to another school where maybe he left Memphis because that's not where he wanted Mason to go, and maybe he wants to go to a different place. The issue with that with Indiana is they don't have any coaching open open spots, any no coaching and then, vacancies. And then, then now the question is, does he find a job before he commits? And if so, does that lead into that? Or does he stay completely out of it, which I'm thinking that he probably does. I, and I that's think- probably the most likely scenario that he doesn't – that he stays out of it and he's not a part of the coaching staff. But stranger things have happened, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if all of a sudden, you know, he's an assistant at LSU and he ends up going to LSU. I mean, that that stuff happens all the time. I mean, it's just normal. Yeah, I, I just uh, – I've got a good feeling for, for Indiana, but that doesn't mean a lot. We'll see how that goes. Hey, did you get that uh, – I sent you an email yesterday. Did you get I that? did get it. Yeah, I did get it. How and cool respond, that? And responded to Rob. It was – I'm, it was incredible. Shout out to Rob. Uh, uh, I don't know his last name, I guess, but uh, man. I don't say it. Yeah, I don't say it. But uh, very cool. Sent some, and actually a Purdue fan, so uh, even makes it even cooler. But um, sent some stuff in. Your your father, man. I mean, I mean, grandfather. My grandfather. Uh, yeah, he sent he sent me some pictures. I know we had talked on Friday about. Um, you know, my grandfather had played basketball at Indiana University as well, and and uh, he actually sent me some pictures from the high school team in Greenfield, which was just incredible and and it, neat things I've never seen before. Um, and it was it was really neat. It was it was some cool stuff. So I appreciated yeah. that very yeah, much. Yeah, I looked at that. I looked at it. And I'm like, oh wow, this is just cool stuff, man. Anytime you find stuff like that, it's just like the other day with a story of of, of Bill Torfey from Bedford who was a member of the of an Indiana national championship team, but almost not only lost for a long time, but almost lost forever. And when you resurface that, not that your grandfather's information was lost, but when you don't see it, when you don't know that where to sure. access it or to get to it, it's basically lost to you. So sure. pretty cool. Finding that stuff. And, I enjoyed and that. seeing that. So this is how, this is some of the irony that goes with it is my grandfather's number when he played at Greenfield high school was number 30. No I didn't. I was number 30 at IU and at Lawrence North, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that my grandfather's number was number 30. Um, it was pure coincidence uh, that, that that was <laughs> that ended up being his number. Now, he was number eight when he went to IU, which, um, you know, that was kind of I wish it, there wasn't a number eight when I was there. I, was I, I say, probably would have tried to pick that. I can't think of an eight. The only Never. eight I can think of is Dan Marley. I mean, Dan Marley was number eight for Phoenix. So Phoenix how Sons. does it work? So you're not allowed to pick a number. You're only allowed to pick numbers that are available. It's different now than it used to be. It used to be, um, you know, you could only pick one through five or zero through five. Right. Because uh, the and there was even a while you couldn't pick zero, but you, you could pick zero through five. But I mean, and for then Indiana. you could have. I mean, how does it no, work for Indiana? You could have picked whatever number you wanted. It didn't. Oh, okay. you could so, any number that was available. But like the number eight 
was an odd number. And the reason for that is when a referee calls a foul, they walk to the scores table, they want to be able to signal it with one hand, either either 553 or – Or if it's two hands, it's a double-digit number. Yeah. So – uh, but yeah, that's that's just cool stuff, man. It was awesome. Uh, anytime you discover that kind of stuff, it's crazy. You mentioned earlier that uh, on the football side of thing, next year, every every Big Ten football team has double digit starters returning. My gosh, how freaking good is that? That's why the Big Ten is so good right now. I mean, that's a recipe for success. Yeah, except for I, I will say it is a recipe for success. Totally agree. The reason why the SEC probably doesn't have that is because Alabama, pro. <laughs> had, Alabama had that many guys that got drafted. So they had double-digit guys that got drafted. And so, yeah, it's, it, it, is, it leads you to believe that the experience in the Big Ten is, is incredible and, and should put them in a great position. But it just seems like the SEC is a factory for developing these young freshmen and sophomores. Uh, see, Timo said, did you guys see Geronimo's workout? Slam, yeah, I saw there's a video of uh, Geronimo up on there. This dude is – there was – I did see there was a workout with uh, – Anthony Leo and, and – uh, Yeah, yep. what I noticed about Geronimo, he got to the rim with kind of a little bit of ease. It was not very difficult for him getting to the rim. He didn't seem like he was really having to exert that much – yeah, he's more at, he's sign. more athletic than than Anthony Leo. I mean, and I wasn't cracking on Anthony. I'm just saying, no, you, no, no, you no, can, not at all. You can see the you can see that Geronimo's got a little something extra. Yeah, I mean, he's he's more athletic. I mean, that's uh, that, that's that was pretty evident by those videos. But you know, the the first video I saw was all dunking and that stuff, and that's you know that that's whatever to me go, because you so know they far. don't do those dunks in the game. It just shows you yeah. how athletic they are. The second one where they were shooting three pointers was a little bit, you know, better for me. I, the only thing about it I didn't like was they only showed makes. I mean, I'd like to see them shoot like twenty shots and what they make out of twenty. I don't, unedited, I don't need yeah. them to show them make every shot. Yeah, unedited, unedited deal. I can uh, make a highlight video of a second grader look pretty darn good. You can make if, me if look you, good if you give me enough video. I can make I can, it look pretty good. You can make me look good with an edit machine. Trust me. Uh, Ryan from Michigan hit the text line as well. Is it, is it looking good for IU hoops moving forward? I like the direction of what we are becoming and also for IU football. I really think IU football is going to get nine or 10 wins this year. Well, very possible. Woo! The hell they should have got Woo! it last year. It's it's very possible. They should have got that last year, but, uh, getting it is two different things. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But uh, as far as basketball moving forward, yeah, I think it is. I like the direction of recruiting. And if they can land the guys that we've talked about today, Kaufman and a Miller, together with what they already have i mean yeah they're man when you when the talent gets better you get better it just kind of goes that way when the, the better talent you have you're you're going to be better you almost have to be uh yeah and, and, and i'm you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say it this way and i know I, I sound like negative nancy from time to time when i do this but but having the right kind of talent and i should say the right kind of kid with talent is to me, it's it, it's immeasurable as to how important that is. And I'm telling you, that's what Indiana has right now. And I don't say that to say anything negative about former players. Um, but but I think, you know, the, the addition by subtraction with this season come up, I, I, I love the kind of guys that are coming in. It's not just their abilities. You know, you, you could talk about Anthony Leal. Okay, I could sit here and, and talk all day about Anthony Leal because he's come from a winning program in high school. A win, he's he's a winner. I mean, his teams win. 
and his AAU teams won, his high school team won. I mean, that's the kind of kid you want coming in, and he's a good kid. And if you go see him and, and he, you see him out on the street, I saw him in Bloomington the other day, and I said, hey, Anthony, how you doing? And he said, I'm doing good. How are you, sir? I'm like, sir, what are you talking like, – who says that nowadays? Like he's just polite and nice. And it's the kind of kid you want going to your, it's one you want to root for. And that's, that's what I'm as excited for as anything. These are coachable kids that are very talented. And that's a great thing to be able to say. Yeah. That's a great point you make of, of having the right kid with talent. That's, that is such an important deal. And it and, is. And I think it's going to come through because not only that, but they're also kids who want to be where they are who want to play with whom they're playing with and who wants to win together as a team, not an individual. I think that's coming through in, 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 with all these guys across the board. Yeah, it, it is. And you're, when you put together a team that has, that has, you know, eight guys on it that are, they're that all of, of the same mindset and all team oriented and, and they want, they'll do whatever the coach asks for, for the team's sake to win. And then you get two guys that are super, super selfish and worried about getting to the NBA and what the NBA scouts told them they need to work on and, and those types of things. When you get guys that are worried about that, now going and getting that information is not the problem. But when you get guys that are focused on that more than they're focused on the team, then it's a problem. And I think Indiana has eliminated that part of the equation. And I think they have all guys now who are team-oriented and want to win. And that I like I'm I'm as excited about this team. We have we have a bunch of team full of Jordan Holes and Will Sheehy's and guys that want to work hard and play hard and win. And that's that's exciting. Yeah, and if you look at the possibility of what could be added next season, it just yeah, the excitement it's, continues it's crazy. to grow. Yep. Uh Purdue, what's it gonna be like for Matt Painter this year? He he's gonna have to do a coaching job this year. Not that it's going to be, it is. I mean, it's going to be, it's a difficult situation. I mean, they've lost, they've lost two guys that, uh, to the transfer portal that, you know, I, they're, they're not stacked with crazy talent. Okay. And, and, and I'm not saying that to be rude. I mean, I, I watch Purdue games a lot. I'm, I'm a Matt Painter fan, but, but I mean, if this is going to be one of his best coaching years or, or going to need to be one of his best coaching years because they're going to have to make, uh, you know, they're going to have to make something out of what they've got because they've lost, they've lost some depth for sure in the two, you know, transfers that they had out of there. I don't know where they're going to end up as far as the conference race goes, but I, I can see Purdue falling to, to like nine, 10 down there because it's going to be a tough season in the big 10. And I, I see Indiana in, in the top four, uh, but Purdue's the, yeah, they, they may struggle this year. Yeah, I mean they they you know, recruiting wise they they're doing pretty well. I mean they're doing okay, but I, I don't I don't see the excitement for them. Now, hey, they Carson when Carson Edwards committed to go there, I don't think anyone was like, "Oh yeah, this guy's going to change, you know, the <laughs> this guy's going to change everything." I mean, they turned him into a great player. So they've got a good development system and program. Um, and, and maybe they'll have somebody have a breakout year. They're going to need it for sure because they're, they struggle to score the basketball, and, and I don't see that improving a lot next year. Well, especially you look at the fact they lose no, no Jell Eastern and, and Harms, who whether or not they, they were they – neither were dominant players, but both were very integral and, and expected to be a major part of this season. That's the killer is when you lose not just one, 
but two pretty big pieces of what you were expecting yeah. to do. Man, you got to not only you got to re- you got to replace that. Well, those guys were going to play. I'm going to say significant minutes. I mean, Matt Harms was going to play 18 to 23, 24 minutes a game. His the problem is he wanted to play 32 minutes a game, and that just wasn't going to happen with their you know their roster and who they have, and and especially because he gets himself in foul trouble so much. But but Nogel Eastern is I don't think there's any question Nogel Eastern is one of the best defensive players in all of the Big Ten. Um, and so Purdue has one thing they've been able to hold their hat on for a long time, and that is their defense is always really good. Now, when they added Carson Edwards and they had a great in Ryan Klein, they had a great offense. Also, look how good they became. I mean, they were they were three seconds away from making it to the Final Four until Virginia hit some miracle shot. And so now they're back at the point where their defense has to be their staple, and they just lost a seven foot three guy who obviously clogs up the lane and the best on-ball probably defender in all of the Big Ten in Nogel Eastern. So their defense took a hit too. So, yeah, on paper, it looks like they've got a struggle bus coming for this season. Jennifer in uh, Evansville has hit the text line up. She says, but will IU beat Purdue this year? That is the question. Yes, They they should. (laughs) They should actually – now, they should absolutely beat them at home in Assembly Hall. But what about going on the road? Is this team going to be strong enough to go into an environment like that uh, with kind of Purdue's going to be probably a wounded animal at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, that'll be late enough. I mean, it'll be in, in January at the earliest. Um, and so they'll have enough games under their belt at that point that I, you know, they'll be, they'll have played enough minutes and have enough games under their belt to be, I'm not worried about the freshman aspect of it once, once the Big Ten gets here. Good, great question from Josh and Jeffersonville. Any news on the COVID test for any of the players and staff coming back so far as football and basketball prepare to start things up voluntarily this week? No, I've heard nothing. Uh, there's been no announcements, so there's nothing. Well, to today's yet. really just the first day that the actual facilities are open. So I'm assuming we'll hear a lot of testing and stuff going on throughout the today. week. I would imagine get some results of that. I would assume, although we all understand as IU loyal supporters we all understand indiana's not the most forthcoming nope group with with medical information so we also may not hear anything yes that's a very good point <laughs> <You may not laughs> my hear. very polite way of saying they don't tell us anything they keep us in the dark uh absolutely but we'll see we'll see how it turns out it may be a a big 10 thing i don't know we'll see how that works out but uh, uh great question we'll see as we move forward, uh, hopefully the, the testing will continue for the athletes. The students are going to start coming on. Well, when's the student? They won't be back until probably September 1st, I guess. Yeah, I mean, probably, probably Labor Day-ish time would be my guess. Um, I have actually haven't seen the plan yet for that on when they're planning on. Maybe, maybe earlier since they're trying to get them out of there by Thanksgiving um, and home for the break by Thanksgiving. So I'm just not 100% sure on, on when they'll do that. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to offer uh, – you're going to have testing for students uh, that, that want to go to games. Uh, are you going to – are they going to have somebody there with the, the temperature thing on your temperature, head? Temperature, right. Uh, I can't imagine them not doing that, to be yeah, honest with you. I mean, they wand you. They're going to wand you. To how they're, 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 you know they're going to do – that's more important. They probably are more concerned with you bringing in the coronavirus than you are bringing in a the, – The six feet thing is going to be – it's going to be – a you know, different for me. I think that's the part that'll go away because you're going to have these kids living in the dorms together. 
you're going to have a meeting in the, you know, mess halls together. You're going to have these kids together, you know, for the majority of their time. And then it'd be silly to have them go to the games and say, okay, now everybody's got to stay, you know, three seats away from each other. They're not socially distancing now. They're not socially distancing. Yeah. I mean, go, go out right now over, go to Bloomington square right now over the weekend and, and you'll see people are not social distancing right now. Yeah. And it's just going to be, and and you're not going to control kids. I mean, you, you can ask them to do the right things and, and I'm sure that they'll try to some, some degree Now you can control that at games and things like that. Absolutely. Uh, Some of these peaceful protests may be an actual good barometer as to whether there's going to be a big outbreak or not, because we're definitely seeing lack of social distancing when it comes to these peaceful protests that are going on. And if there's not a huge outbreak from that, that's a real positive sign, in my opinion, because we're talking, you know, thousands and thousands of people together, just like you would see in a, in a college game. Yep. Hey, for those of you listening on the radio, that's uh, pretty much going to wrap it up for the day. We appreciate you listening. Had Nick Elam on looking uh, forward to uh, moving tomorrow. Chronic Hoosier. Oh, tomorrow we're uh, live from the foul course. I use new golf course. So make sure you join us then. The rest of you staying along, we'll, uh, we'll continue along. But uh, for uh, Todd and Jimmy and I'm Jim Quayle, uh, I'll see you on the radio. And on, for the rest of you, stick along. We'll be back with more. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Speed. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Rain Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the Golf Club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. 
Call 812-824-1100 to make it tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. This is James Blackman Jr., former Indiana Hoosier. Make sure you're keeping up with the Hoosiers on Indiana Sports Beat. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat. Corey Larry coming to you from the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios here on this Monday, June 15th. My goodness. Ohio State players. I have to sign a waiver to go back for voluntary workouts. Todd, would you sign that waiver? Yeah, I'm not. Su- I'm surprised everyone doesn't have to sign a waiver. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I, it depends on what the waiver says, but I mean, I, yes, I, of course you would. I mean, I, if you're go, if you're going to be at home right now and go to an LA Fitness or go to a workout facility, I guarantee you you're going to have to sign a waiver to go in there. And we've seen some. And I think it was Tim that texted in earlier about it, or no, it was Josh. Um, uh, we've seen schools that did have positive results that, that have had the tested athletes and some of them are positive. And yeah. University of Houston had like six in the first mm, two days. So, you know, that's going to surely that's going to make things difficult for them. Yeah, I guess you can let those six guys practice together. Um, but yeah, yeah it's I mean, be- I'm sure at that point, I'm sure they've got something in place already that, you know, once they test positive, they've got to immediately quarantine them. And you know, the different, the, the question is going to be, what's that time frame? You know, then, then to everyone they've been in contact with, do they have to be quarantined? I mean, there's just a lot that goes down with that. But I wonder, can you? I wonder if we'll see the loss of of a player getting to play this year in a sport because of COVID nineteen. That that that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, the, that the contracts home- it, especially if they contract it while participating to prepare. Yeah, but how are you going to be able to tell that? It's going to be the difference. I mean, how are you going to tell how they contracted it? But but the real issue is going to be in the next few months. I mean, aren't we – I don't think we're waiting around until we just, this thing just goes away and, and people don't – you know, people aren't contracting anymore. I think we've got to find the vaccine, right? I oh, mean, yeah, well, yeah, that, there's still work, but that's not expected to happen until next year sometime, maybe in the spring, March or so, so that they continue, the, the, this precautionary stuff has to continue, the face mask, the so social if distancing. In the next, yeah, so if in the next three or four months, you know, when, when college football starts up and the NFL starts up, if we're not any farther along or closer to that, yes, I think we're definitely going to run into scenarios where we see guys – that are, you know, that test positive that are going to have to miss competition. 
Well, we've seen the second wave is expected. You know, they expect a second wave to hit. But I've also seen some positive things that, that say that it's weakening, that the strain is weakening as it goes along. So I, I'm not I, I don't Look, have all at, the medical documents to tell you. So I'm not gonna, think about it, Jim. Every I mean, I'll call them big cities, but I mean, even like Indianapolis and, and Fort Wayne and Evansville. And all, there have been protests across the country, you know for multiple days in a row. We're not talking like they met there for one day. I mean, we're talking about two solid weeks in a row of of thousands of people in the same area right next to each other. And if there's not a huge outbreak, don't look at that as a positive sign. Because, I mean, these people couldn't be any closer proximity to each other than what we're seeing in those months. Yep, I agree. No. I think you lost Todd for a second. Sorry, but, I cut uh, out. No, for a second, but uh, <clears throat> you know, Nick Elam. I'm getting back to uh, Nick Elam, the Elam ending. I'm wondering who that uh, announcement's going to be, man. I'm really—it's just been peaking my mind ever since he said that. I, I just can't get it out of my head. I'm, I, I, I'll tell you what. I, I'm I'm going to try to check in with him personally and see if he's had any contact with AAU tournaments. I mean, I know a lot of these tournaments. The big national tournaments are run by you know. A lot of them are run by Nike and the, you know, the big shoe companies, but a lot of the local tournaments are run by, you know, local guys. I mean, I know the people who put on the, the Adidas tournaments here in town and all that. I mean, they have, I'll be shocked if they're not implementing this Elam ending. I mean, it, it is designed for AAU and youth, youth sports and athletics. I don't see how they don't have that going. So I, I want to find that out. It would sort of, uh, like you said, it would eliminate the, the hack a shack. The but I don't. Do you, is there a lot of that goes on in the AAU? Garrett, yes, a ton. Because you've got so many kids that are not good free throw shooters. I can assure you, we put the hack a shack in place. A lot of times, we would do it to start a game, just to build a lead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to be that way about it. I mean, th- this is AAU is designed for kids to get better and improve and develop, and. And in, unfortunately, you get idiots like me who are so competitive, they want to win so bad. Like they'll, you know, they'll mess with the rules of the game to, to try to win, put their team in the best spot to win. We would hack a shack to start a game a lot to try to build a lead because it's so much easier to play with a lead. If you see a kid on the other team that can't shoot free throws, I would put a kid who generally might not start in a game, I would put him in to start fouling right away as soon as we got to the bonus. That's why in a lot of AAU games they did away with the bonus. They don't do the bonus until ten free, until you ten fouls. Well, it almost would make sense then. Just That's to par- in. probably partially because of me. <laughs> <laughs> but it also and people that, like me that gives you more uh, more ammunition to add the Elam ending. A hundred percent. There is no. I don't know what other than just being a purist and saying, you know, I want it to be the way basketball's been since I was a small child. There, I don't. I can't think of one single reason why the Elam ending would not be incorporated into AAU and and amateur. You know, all amateur basketball events. You know, at the Fieldhouse and at the Pacer Entertainment Center up in Westfield, and and you know everywhere, like every every YMCA and every little youth league. It only makes sense to put this. It won't take very long for it to seem normal and and you know catch on and and be what everyone expects it to end like. Yeah, nothing seems normal at first. I mean, it's just um, if you just put on yeah. a different pair of gloves, they're going to feel different for for a minute. But yeah, it's just what we're used to. And I'm just wondering, can people how far how far can this go? This is not going to. 
I don't see this reaching into college basketball. I don't see it reaching. Yeah, into I mean, the it, 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 here's, you never know. here's the thing. I can't, I can't be a bigger supporter of it for AAU and youth athletics. Now, like I said before, would I, if you said, Hey, they're going to put it into the NCAA tournament next year, I'd be like, Oh, wait, hang on a minute. Are we sure? And I'm not sure I wouldn't love it, but I'm also not sure I'm willing to give up, but I is the perfect sport event make pain to it because it's so awesome to watch like i love it that much i don't know that i would want it to change but i also don't know that three years from now it will make it better i'd have to look at the data and i don't know if there's enough data because of of where where it's been used because these are aau tournaments but i wonder if it would allow for potentially more upsets does it allow for for lesser opponents to possibly uh, play a little more even with other with other teams. I don't know. It's because it's just at the ending. It doesn't have effect on the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is kind of the. I, I like the fact that it doesn't let a team stall the clock out. And you know, I hated the four corners. That's why I love the shot clock. Uh, the shot clock. I mean, think about it. When I first started playing basketball, there was no shot clocks. No shot clocks, and that drives me insane. Like I don't like that kind of basketball. So, yeah, that, uh, that's all right. Uh, Tim uh, hit the text line, says, do you think Coach uh, Miller and Allen is going to make it to Huber's this year? Wow. That's a question I had not thought of. But, uh, no, uh, absolutely not. My opinion, absolutely not. I think that there will be no Huber's, but that is nothing coming from anywhere but me. But I, I cannot imagine with all the precautions, if, if, if there is – it's going to be the hottest ticket in town because that usually pretty close to sells out. And I forget how many people it holds there, but it's, it's a lot. And if you have to cut that in half, yeah, that's going to be the hottest daggone ticket in town. man. so, but I don't know. Uh, I'm sure Hubers would love it because I'm sure that they could use the business uh, for certainly, but um, that's a great question. I, I, I just, I don't see that happening with, with IU and the schools doing so little to keep guys separate. Can't see a caravan kind of a thing happening this fall. No, I, I don't. I just don't see that. Good question, though. Yeah, question. I mean, hopefully it's too early to call. Hopefully we learn more between now and then. But but as of now, I would probably say that's a no-go. I would agree, man. Great question, though. That, that was a good one. That's uh, pretty yeah, going to wrap it up for us today. We appreciate everybody joining us. Of course, appreciate having Nick Elam on the program as well. As always, before we have him on, on again soon, as the TBT is about to get underway in a couple of weeks, July 4th, I think, is when that gets going. Also, an announcement coming up, as he said, someone else is going to be adding the Elam ending. Uh, we'll see who that is. Uh, we, we've got uh, some side bets going on who that is, but then we'll find out. Hey, tomorrow – Awesome day. We're coming to you from the foul golf course uh, at Indiana University. The new course will be out there broadcasting live. Uh, they had op- Today is the opening day, actually, official opening day today. Uh, we wanted to give them a day to get through all the – I'm sure they're going to have headaches because the tee times were sold out within like 12, 15 minutes. Uh, as soon as midnight struck, I think, for today, Todd. So uh, you will not be playing out there today for sure. Nope, nope. I hadn't planned on that. And, uh, you know, it, it's great for the – it's the first opening of IU facilities, so we're excited about that. And, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a fun day out there tomorrow. I can't wait. Can't wait. Look forward to it. Hope everybody goes out and has a great day. Do something nice. Say something nice to somebody. Until tomorrow, for Todd and Jimmy, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.